party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show I'm joined once again by Tracy Barnett for the second half of our Iron Edda Accelerated Adventure. Last episode we made our characters and revisited the world of Jotunheim, and now our unlikely heroes are staring down a Petruvian invasion force, and we're ready to get into the gameplay itself. I am very, very excited. This is such a cool concept. I'm very, I'm just hype, and I can't wait for you to hear it. It's a great episode. I'm very, very excited. You can find links to Ironetta Accelerated as well as all of Tracy's other work in the show notes below. A few quick things before we dive in. First, a thank you to Fragmentation, our newest backer on Patreon. Simply put, your support makes the show happen, makes the games that I produce happen. All of the cool stuff I do is because Patreon backers are supporting it. So thank you. I appreciate it. It means a lot. For more information about the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash jeffstormer. Support podcasts I make, the games I design, all of that cool stuff. Get some cool rewards. It's a great thing. Check it out. Also, a reminder that this Saturday, July 20th at 5.30 p.m., Tattooed Moms in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, will be doing a Party of One live show as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. We are going to be playing Heel Turn 3 by Brian Baker, a professional wrestling game of tag team turmoil. Uh, We're going to be joined by J.R. Goldberg, friend of the show, professional wrestling, journalist, game designer, wonderful, wonderful human being. I'm very excited. This this is going to be a dream show for me. It is my favorite venue, one of my favorite guests, a great game. I am over the moon, and I hope you'll make it out. You can find a link to the Facebook group to RSVP, also in the show notes below. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down once again with Tracy Barnett. Tracy, thank you so much for coming back on Party of One. Jeff, I am really happy to be here. I am super, super excited to have you here to be playing this game. I, I know that the listeners are excited after we kind of built it up in the last episode with our character creation. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be so much fun. Real quick, though, why don't you take a moment and tell us what we're playing this week, as well as talk about anything else you've got going on that you might want the listeners to know about. Sure. Uh, we are playing our second session of Iron Edit Accelerated. Uh, this is sort of a continuation of the previous story, but not really. Uh, we are using the same holdfast uh, and, and, and questions that were generated in the previous session, but the previous session kind of, we wrapped up a whole storyline. In fact, mm-hmm. we went far into the future of what will be for this particular place. Uh, so what we're going to do with these two characters is we are going to explore some of the questions that we didn't really get to in the previous session and see how life is, uh, in the, uh, hold fast of Jotunheim, mm-hmm. uh, after, um, <laughs> after Leif Bjarnbairn, uh, became the Jarl. <laughs> yes. The struck down. Struck down the Jarl of Jarls with a sort of a cunning knowledge of the of the the, the region and sort of the the holdfast itself, sort of mm-hmm. proved themselves to be the 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 true Jarl, and uh, with the help of with the help of their good friend uh, Sigrun, who was the crafter mm-hmm. who striking a deal with a giant, one of the many giants that lives peacefully around the, the, the holdfast of Jotunheim where how we've earned our name, uh, struck down the Jarl with a, with a mighty scythe crafted by Sigrun. However, made it the cost that Sigrun would eventually become the giant living at the bottom of this mountain. Mm-hmm. And also with the help of Ingrid Svelfast, who we don't really know what her deal was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just sort of 
there. We don't even know why the previous URL uh, wanted her fealty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's interesting. We may touch on that. We may not. Um, and then to answer the second part of your question, uh, I am currently uh, doing a lot of freelance work. Uh, I've got uh, stuff for a, a, a few different clients, but my primary uh, work for myself right now is my game Valkyries, which is about women and non-binary sort of uh, freedom fighters that wake up in a galaxy about 500 years after the war that they were sort of trained mm. for. And they're basically the most powerful thing around. And it becomes the Superman mm-hmm. question of when you can commit violence at the drop of a hat, what do you do with yourself, with your life? Um, the first draft of that is due to Galileo Games at the end of June. Uh, I will have it at Origins uh, for playtesting. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to to really hammer this one out because I've been, it's been in the works for a few years now, sort of on various back burners. I have a small games anthology that I'm working on putting together that should be kickstarting in mid July. Uh, the name of which will be paper arcade. Uh, and then my Patreon, my podcast, the other cast general stuff that would be too long to get into, but a lot of, a lot of good is oh, going on. I right now. can't tell you how excited I am for Valkyries based on that pitch alone. Cause I don't know if you know this about me, but that Superman stuff. It's my jam. That, uh-huh. that, that question right. is real is real real close to my heart so i'm 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 in you've you've hooked me wonderful i i really like that every time i've talked to you so far about things that i'm pitching good. you've said that good <laughs> that makes me very happy it means it means i'm yeah, doing it means I'm doing you're, it means you're right. pitching good things and that's that's what's important oh also I uh, I believe I said this in the previous episode, but I, it bears repeating. I am doing a podcast called Another Blank Page with Kate Bowie, where we are building a world together, sort of one blank wiki page mm-hmm. at a time. And I wanted to mention it specifically because it was partially inspired by all my fantasy children. Oh, and that makes me extremely happy. Like I, it is the most, the 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 most. It it really hit like hits me in the heart, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm really happy that we're doing it. I'm really happy that we were able to get that inspiration, and I'm also really happy that we got Aaron to do the intro music. It's it's I'm it's it's the best. It it owns it owns. So let's go ahead and introduce our characters, and let's dive into this uh, this epic tale of heroism, or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, do you want to introduce your character first? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this week I am playing Ivar Bone Axe. Ivar is a shield bearer. Ivar is, or was, at one point in my life, I was a slayer of great beasts. A little bit of a trophy hunter, a little bit of a, you know, warrior for hire, a little bit of a, let's just, let's just call it what it is, a little bit of a show off. You know, I was, I was going off and doing this, not going after the easy targets, but going after the ones that would get me in the history books. At the start of our story, and we'll kind of get into why that is, I'm not as much of that. You would recognize me in an instant from my signature dragon scale shirt, the first mighty beast that I felled. But at the start of our story, I am on a cart full of, I don't know, what do we think is on this cart that we are, that, that our characters are riding on? Uh, well, the, the whole area is suffering from 
massive flooding, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's like sandbags, right? It's it's just it's it's bags of ballast that have been used to try and stem the flooding in in one area that's down below Jotunheim. Uh, and the cart is just passing through Jotunheim because going up the hill is easier than trying to make your way through the Morris down around the hill. So it's just, we, we just happen to be heading up the hill to Jotunheim uh, as this cart is heading to somewhere else ostensibly to help stem the tide to someplace else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm sitting on this cart of sandbags, uh, bandaged to hell, you know, blood blood still periodically trickling through the wrapped bandages around my 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 chest and arms and legs and i'm just slouched down you know my shirt my dragon scale shirt probably has at least a few chunks taken out of it and i am just sitting quietly my 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 my, the bone axe that is my namesake at my feet and i just am not looking anyone or anything in the eye um so I'm I'm in the cart as well. In fact, I think we're the only two people in the cart aside from, you know, the the person who's driving it. And uh Boke Pelbern is a relatively nondescript uh masculine-looking person, but it's that kind of nondescriptness that is is almost intentional, right? Like when you when you look at someone and like they're trying to just be forgettable and and that has its own sort of memorability attached to it um but you can tell that boke is geared for a time on the road alone right like their pack is very tightly packed uh it looks like there might be a lot of stuff in there and everything has to go back in in a very specific order to get it balanced right um their boots are well worn, but well taken care of. Uh, like they're very self-sufficient, mm-hmm. self-reliant. Um, the only thing that is that really stands out about Boke is that um, every so often, as they as they shift with the rocking of this of this cart, the front of their shirt sort of gaps open, and right uh, at the top of their chest, there is uh, it looks like a necklace. At a glance, uh, if you look more closely, you can see that the wood is actually inset into the into their skin, into their flesh, and it's the rune of uh, Awaz, uh, which means uh, horse and swiftness. Uh, so it is it is obvious to anyone who cares to look that Boke is a rune scribed. So uh, you've been sitting there silently. Have have Ivar and Boke spoken much at all or or did they just sort of happen upon this card at the same time i almost think they at least i know i think ivar has not if they've spoken it has not been uh ivar has not started the conversation and so and if they haven't spoken i think ivar has enjoyed the silence and i think i think if okay so what do you think has 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 boke spoken to ivar I think the okay. book is about to. I, I I think that um, it's not it's not one of those pressure or speech things. It's because they've been sitting in silence for 
Oh yeah. Quite a while. Um, I like taking my time when I'm looking someone over and sort of sizing them up to try and figure how they factor into my mm-hmm. current situation. And I think enough time has passed and we're still far enough away from Jotunheim that it's, it's time to find out more. I've, I've gleaned every bit of information that I can get, you know, just visually. Mm-hmm. So I speak up and I say, you look like you've been through hell and back. Hell yes. Back. Not sure yet. Mm. It's a, uh, armor that axe feel like i've heard stories about you there's a time there's a time i would have leaned into that very hard but um and that time is different now yeah i believe so did it change long ago or after you took those wounds you got there the latter i I really thought I could handle myself, and I don't know. I, I'm i questioning a lot of things now. So what handed you your ass? <sighs> or, I mean, your arm. I'm not sure if your ass is hurt or not. No, it's not feeling great. But uh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> thing... Isn't quite accurate. Uh, Things. Plural. And god damn, there were a lot of them. You see that? And I point to the horizon where there are just the slightest wisps of a smoke trail that are just slowly getting larger by the day and by the hour. And I assume this is sort of down and away from Mm -hmm. Jotunheim. Kind of hard to miss. It seems, it seems we're at war. Nobody, nobody felt to tell us or tell the part, tell my hunting party, my, my, my crew. So you took on what, a a Petruvian legion? I mean, if that's one legion, then I don't think we're going to do well. Wow. That, I mean, you know that running away is always an option, right? For anyone else at another time in my life, I mean, now, yeah, I can, I can comfortably say that running away is an option and, but I needed to, you said it yourself, there are stories about Ivar Bonax that slayer the the champion the titan guess i needed to prove those stories false that seems a hell of a way to do it i mean you could just stop or leave go someplace else stories don't travel everywhere that might be what i'm doing now i haven't fully decided yet other than licking my wounds or salting them. Cause God damn that smarts. Yeah. The, uh, with all the mines in the area, the sand has a pretty high, uh, 
salt content. You want to you want to make sure you don't get that in the in that like that big cut right there across your chest. Yeah. Avoid that. Yeah, that's going to that's going to probably make sure that stays tightly bandaged as possible. St- sting isn't the word for that's it. That's a good point. What about you? Not a fan of flooded valleys, not a fan of Petruvian legions. Figured I'd uh well, Find someplace else. There's always someplace else, right? Uh, well, from the things you're running from, I'm not sure. Oh, I guess the things we're running from. I'm not so sure. Legions move slow. Regular folk move slow. I don't. Well, unless I'm riding on a cart. Yeah. Doesn't seem like we're going anywhere fast today, but... uh well, not yet. And uh, Boke sort of like looks over at the horse and uh, I'm going to uh, mark uh, a box of runic power. Okay. And um, I have to look up one thing real mm-hmm. quick because I gave myself... There we are. I gave myself a stunt that was new. Um, so I need to make sure uh, one additional fate die. So Okay. Um, I, I, I put my hand sort of on my chest where that rune is and there's this thrum of power that that goes out from me and if you're looking at me it almost looks like imagine if if all the molecules in someone's body sped up and they were they were literally just sort of vibrating in place like if you look at at boke they look relatively mm-hmm. normal but if you look closely there's just a, a faint blurring around like the edges of their entire form um, and I am going to, uh, use this runic power to attempt to create an advantage mm-hmm. to, um, give the, the horse, um, which, you know, my, my, my rune sort of is derived from, from that kind of speed, um, like a preternatural level of, of speed and endurance. So we would just begin dashing along the road. Uh, what do you think the difficulty for that kind of thing is going to be? Uh, I think in this scenario, it's probably not terribly difficult. I, I would say probably no more than probably no more than good. So two, I'd say two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, it should be noted that I have the stunt uh, unpredictable rune. And what that means is when I use my runic power, I roll an additional fate die Um on a blank, it functions as normal. Uh, as a on a minus, my rune only operates at human scale, but I receive a fate point. Mm-hmm. And on a plus, my rune functions at giant scale, and cool. I mark two stress boxes. Um, so the interesting thing about this stunt is I have to decide how I want my scale to function in relation to the roll in advance before I know how it's going to, like at what scale it's going to operate. Okay. Um, 
So I'm going to choose to take the plus one on the roll because right now I'm only one step above human scale. Mm-hmm. Um, if I roll the minus, it'll operate at human scale and like we'll just sort of speed up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. the horse will be able to gallop. Nothing fancy. Right. Uh, if it functions at giant scale, we're going to get there real quick mm-hmm. and we might have a problem on our hands. Uh, so here we go. Oh, and I'm using my focus, which is at plus one. Nice. Okay. So, um, I got a minus on the other die, so I actually don't get any additional bonus and I rolled a minus one on my, uh, roll, which means I have a net of zero. Um, so, um, and, let me yeah. ask you, I, I, I'm going to make, I'm going to give you a choice. Uh-huh. We can either um, not get there, not get there fast, which means um, so we can either not get there fast, which means we have less time to prepare for the oncoming legion. Or we can get there fast, which means we get there uh, in a very opportune time for us to arrive with news of an oncoming legion. And what would the cost be uh, if I chose to succeed at a cost? Uh, the, 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 the success at a cost would be, um, so I would say the success at a cost is we, let's say we are because, so what I think is, what I think the cost would be, sorry, I lost where I lost, lost train of thought for a second. The cost as I see it is we, is you succeed. We get there very quickly. But we get there, going back to our previous episode, moments after the Jarl of Jarls is dead. So before anyone has a chance to actually suss things out, and in the chaos, okay. we are we are unable to, or we are, it is significantly more difficult for us to, you know, rally any forces beyond the two of us to like defend against this this oncoming threat. Fantastic! I'm going to choose to succeed at a cost. Uh, so. The the air between Boke and the horse takes on that same sort of vibrating quality as the power sort of reaches out and, and touches the horse. And we are now flying along this road. Uh, I don't know that the cart is built to handle this. I don't know that the driver is is built for this and your current physical state is definitely not built for this. If I can make a mechanical suggestion, uh, I might have one and depending on how severe you think your beating has been, have two of your one or two of your boxes of, I can outlast you marked. I'll, I'll mark. I'll mark. Yeah, I'll definitely mark. Uh, I, let's go with, let's go with two. Why not? Let's go. Let's play hard. Okay. So what that means is you only have four stress boxes remaining. Or you have two less, I should say, than your maximum because um, you took solid. So you have plus two for physical stress. Um, So your solid boxes are essentially gone Mm -hmm. right now until you have a chance to actually have medical care. Yeah, I realized that there's no there's nothing on this uh, sheet we're using to actually give us uh, for us to mark conditions. So uh, either grab the PDF character sheet or just keep track of it someplace, I guess. God, how many? Let's see how many physical and mental stress boxes have I got? Uh, it's just six stress boxes total, and you have two special ones for physical only. Got it. 
So six. So six plus two plus two for this for 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 solid. And and they're they're just yeah they're not available to you right now. You cannot recover them. And then my outlast, I have five. Two boxes of that mark out of five. Five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. So uh, it is not great. Uh, I think I think that I still have like. I think that that I am like at initially like immediately annoyed like what in the what and like sand is absolutely flying in and it's just agony but I'm still kind of like looking and Boke probably seems very calm and I I nonetheless am able to let out like a <laughs> well all right then ow, 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 okay okay all right then oh yeah you should hold on to something <laughs> and it, it's been like a couple minutes <laughs> thank you. and and boke is smiling at all of this because i think that ivar is kind of full of shit right like i i think that ivar is not nearly he's shaken up by his experience Mm -hmm. right he couldn't he couldn't defeat an entire petruvian legion oh god oh no right boke's like well I wanted to see how you'd react to this. And like, you're laughing and shaking your head, which says to me that the old Boke is still mm-hmm. in there. You're just injured right now, which you're not used to being yeah. this injured. Like it's the wounds talking. There's nothing like there's no permanent in mental damage going yeah. on as far as far as Boke's assessment is. Yeah. For whatever, for whatever that worth, whatever that's worth, the couch psychiatrist that is Boke Pelbairn. I like that a lot. So we arrive at Jotunheim. You know, uh, Ivar's home. Boke, you are seeing this for the first time. You are seeing that there are giant bones, like uh, all kind of all around the town. You see, like the mine off in the distance. You know, it is muddy, but. You see just people like or at least tents because I don't think there are people around when we arrive. And right, because they're all at the dueling grounds. The, the cart kind of crashes and we I tumble out and I fall just into the mud and I sit up. And I'm like, oh, I really wish I didn't get mud in there. I uh, I hop off the cart and um, I've got some kind of like trade good with me. Let's just call it like a flask yeah. of liquor or something on, on my hip. Uh, I hop down and I toss it to the, uh, the person who's been driving Mm -hmm. this cart that has been like out of control for the last, you know, 10 minutes. And they're just sort of sitting there shaking and it just sort of bounces off their chest and falls into their lap. And I say, thanks for the ride. You're you're welcome. And they're just sitting there shaking. (laughs) (laughs) I lean down and help you up out of the mud. It's uh. Not a whole lot of people around. Place usually this empty? No. Usually, this time of day, usually they'd be up and about, but... um, And I think this is when we hear, like, the gasp and the cry from the the mm-hmm. dueling grounds when... Um, oh, uh, when Ivar stomped on the giant shards... And like speared the Jarl right through the middle. When Leaf did it. Oh, Leaf. Yeah, Leaf. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. So we hear that. 
And I, I perk up and I'm like, the dueling grounds. Well, the surprises today never cease. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, by the way. It, I needed that. Didn't love it, but I needed it. Sometimes you just have to go faster. Sometimes. And I, I, I walk the two of us over to the dueling grounds just in time to see the Jarl impaled and everyone sort of kneeling around Leaf, who is a farmer, Leaf Bjarnbairn. And I'm just watching this as everyone kneels and I just let out. Farmer. Leaf turns uh, and just looks at the the two who have approached the edge of the dueling ground. And he sort of looks around him and he says. I think the word you're looking for now is Jarl. All right. All right. And and he he, he bids he bids everyone sort of stand up and you can see he's got this scythe that is made of that weird crystal mm-hmm. from the, from the giant's cave. And everyone is up is like walking around him with deference. And a few people have gone to take the old, you know, Jarl Svensson off the spike and, uh, you know, proceed to, to burn his body. All right, farmer Jarl. I mean that term with all due respect, of course, of course, you must forgive a little ego. You know, you know, you know me as well as anyone. I do. Um, how does uh, how does Sigrin react to this? Because Sigrin's been been watching. I think Sigrin is still kind of like. I think she still has her hand to her mouth and is watching ni- neither of you but the scythe. Because like it just worked like this thing that this thing that was that was one of her masterworks has just worked. So now so like there's this moment she's still in this glow of like I did it. I accomplished the impossible. But that sort of glow has been cut off by this other thing. So she's like, OK, okay all right. I, I'd love to get my hands back on that. So, OK, no, they're going to talk. You're fine. Good. Go. Please talk. She's she's thoroughly in her head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so the 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 new Jarl uh says if I remember correctly, you were with one of the hunting parties. I mean I was out at the farm when you left, but that was some weeks ago, correct? Uh one week ago, about. Eh, about two weeks perhaps. Eh, well, I would have said God, how long has it been? A little over a week, perhaps a week and a half. We got back fast. And I throw like a I throw a, a glance over at my new friend. And Boke just sort of like that not quite dismissive, but it's that sort of sharp hey hand wave, right? Mm-hmm. Where your hand just moves and then stops. I'm I'm doing it in person, but we don't have the cameras on, so just like, yep, I'm here. And just acknowledging their own presence in the scene. So, but. 
So you're Jarl now. That's interesting. I uh, can't say that I'm going to miss Svensson that much, but certainly I have a lot of questions for later. Mm. Why later? Because you have your first order of business, Jarl. Farmer Jarl. Oh. And that would be... And I point again to the smoke, which is which is a little thicker and a little darker. Petruvia. Their legions are at our foots, are at our doorstep. They'll be here in. Friend, how long do you think that without your. And I just kind of wave my hands around axe in my, in one hand, like just mm-hmm. you're. Hmm. How long do you think that trip would have taken? Well, we were in a cart and had the benefit of a road. How long did it take you to get to where we picked up the cart? Uh, about a, about a week. I'd say we have a little less than a week. They're going to be on horses and they're going to have they're going to have military. They've got they've got logistics on their side, so Well, then I figure they're going to be here in 10 days less, depending. In 10 days or less, you've got a Petruvian legion at our doorstep. Farmer Jarl. Interesting. Well, that gives us time to prepare, at least. And, uh, Leaf begins sort of just turning to, there's there's a, an unfamiliar woman standing sort of to the side and back mm-hmm. of him. And he turns to her and, and sort of says something. And she asks a question back and leaf answers. And then she nods and, uh, she takes Sigrin and they head off back to the, the hold fast proper. Um, and leaf turns back and says, well, your knowledge will be, useful and I suspect we should begin preparing our defenses well and here I thought there was going to be a lot more uh, turmoil with this and I think as I say that and we all and, and we all does boat come with us as I start to walk with uh, with leaf and Sigrun yeah yeah um boat just sort of follows behind like a kind of wry smile mm-hmm. on their lips. Boke is thinking that they can basically just up and leave whenever they mm-hmm. want to. And right now this is interesting enough to, to stay. Um, so un- until things like really go sideways, um, Boke's just gonna, just gonna hang out. Great. So the four of us start walking, you slightly behind, I'm, you know, kind of hop skipping to catch up with Sigrin and, and, and Leaf, and sure, and, and as the four of us start to walk, I kind of look around, and for as confident as Leaf seems that, like, we have time to prepare... I realize, like, everyone mm-hmm. is still just, like, standing around as if the Jarl had just been killed and another one took their place. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
perhaps preparing that army might be a little more complicated than we think. Yeah. Um, Leaf is... You can tell from their demeanor uh, treating this like the Holdfast mm-hmm. is just their farm, right? Where when there's something that needs to be done, you do it. And everyone pitches in because if you don't, why are you there? And so that's how they're approaching all of this. Um so do you want to do like details about how this is all going or do you want to fast, fast forward, forward some, some time? time? Let's let's fast forward some time and sort of okay. big picture cuz I definitely think especially with the the success at a cost earlier, I think we can kind of summarize how things go. And that'll kind of get us into sort mm-hmm. of the big the big the big moment a little down the road. Um cool. So actually, maybe what we can do, I actually have a suggestion in order to help in order to summarize it, I think a little faster, maybe we can each make or maybe we can possibly make a roll or two to add some advantages either in in our favor or against it to represent the sort of haphazard uh, preparation process as we kind of ready ourselves for this conflict. Sure. Uh, I have something for that that I've, I've been kind of sitting on here. So since we're both sort of playing two characters at this point in time, uh, Leaf, as has been mentioned, is a farmer. Uh, the farmer destiny has uh, this special condition mm-hmm. track called Generations of Blood. You and your ancestors have farmed the ran- lands around your holdfast for generations. Secrets about the surrounding area have been written into your bones, passed from parent to child since the first seed was planted and animal domesticated. Mark a box of this condition to declare a detail about the land around the holdfast, write an aspect, and place two free invocations on it when you mark a box in this way. This mm-hmm. is how Leaf is, is preparing. Is that he is taking this ancestral knowledge, and he's like, okay, so you see that tree break over there? Uh, the There's actually... Um, loose scree hidden all behind that. So if we cut most of the way through one tree and then push it over, that entire thing will shower down into the valley. And like, basically, he's making deadfalls and traps to halt a massive incoming army because he knows like what cliffside to, you know, pound mm-hmm. away at until the river is diverted. So, um, and in that amount of time, he can mm-hmm. mark all five boxes <laughs> and, and have like five very distinct, very farmer centric advantages with a bunch of, uh, aspects on, or a bunch of fate points on them, like sort of created. Um, how does that feel to you? I, I, I love that because I think that'll also kind of when we kind of fast forward, that'll allow us to like get past a lot. Like we can kind of we can also kind of hand wave that as like largely successful, setting us up for sort of the one big battle to kind of end it all. And um and then I think so I think mm-hmm. um Sigrin, I'm not sure is actually participating in this. Like, I think that 
I think that at okay. very early on in preparation preparations, like she is is really invested and is hearing all of this out and is contributing to like, oh, of course, if we just build a, a quick pulley system, that that tree will go straight to. I have to go to a cave and talk to a talk to a, a mm, uh huh giant. I have to talk to a giant about a thing. I am so sorry, and she like bolts out. So I think that she helps out like at first and then is gone like as though, you know, that 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 cartoon like smoke trail or the cartoon outline of smoke. And she's just like, I have to I have to go talk to someone about uh, the future and end of all things, I guess. I'll be back. And she's oh, <laughs> gone off to talk to the giant and, and confirm that the deal was a success and that she she is she will, you know make good on on her promises so i think she's gone and i think ivar Mm -hmm. what is boke up to as as all of this is unfolding i think ivar is kind of sitting back like ivar i think primarily is i don't even think getting medical attention i think ivar is just sort of watching almost amusedly at this at, at at the the farmer yarl running this okay uh while yes. i do that if you will go to slide seven um uh-huh. i've written three uh aspects there if you yeah. want to come up with two additional uh land-based aspects to represent what uh leaf has been sort of adding to things um Boke has been sort of just kind of pitching in with things. Um, they still have that wry smile on their face and they never like turn down someone's request for help or anything like that. But there's, there's this air about them that they are mm-hmm. not really a part of what's going on. You know what I mean? Um, it's it is it's less arrogant than uh han solo having to be com- convinced by princess leia you know what i mean uh to to join in the fight but it's still that sort of same that's how it comes across to a lot of people um but at the same time if people are talking about it later like a lot of people around the hold fast saw boke helping out on something anything like any, any one of the number of things that need to be prepared. Um, and I think I would like, uh, if, if Ivar is ever like in a position to watch Boke while they're working, um, what approach would Ivar use to sort of just observe the situation? I might call this, uh, either, it's not one of my good ones, so it's either guile or intellect to kind of. I might even. I'm. Gonna, I think I'm going to go with guile. Like I think it's. I think around he, like watching this. I think it's got to be. I'm going to say intellect. I think it's 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 it's, stu- It's it's taking the time to note the finer details of it all. Okay. Um. So. Go ahead and make that roll. And uh, Boke is actually going to be opposing okay. this uh, with their guile. Ooh, that's not a good roll. 
Uh, it's a minus three, so that's a minus. That's a total of a minus two, which is okay, terrible. Uh, which is terrible en- according to the fate ladder. <laughs> yeah, I ended up with a net of zero. Um, so is there anything you you want to invoke uh, to gain a, this this information that I am as a GM player am obviously holding back? I think I think there is there is an aspect that I want to invoke, and this is the perfect time to inv- to to introduce an aspect that I think is really important to my ongoing to the to the story that that I feel like is unfolding. Is mm-hmm. my group aspect of are Boke and I two sides of the same coin? Okay, and I think uh, as you kind of piece together that I was full of shit earlier, I think I'm watching you and realizing you might also be full of shit and that you might not be as eager to to bounce as you're letting on at first sure um what what's your total then my total would also be a zero okay so that would be success Mm -hmm. at a minor cost is there anything else you want to invoke to get above Um, that i will also invoke i will also invoke uh slayer of great beasts i i know how to watch like i like i can tell i've studied like i've studied enough to be able to spot and know when someone or something is worth paying attention to and is is mm-hmm. you know i know to keep an eye on on anything that is obviously more powerful than i am and based on your display earlier i know to at least keep half of an eye on you Sure. All right. So I'm getting rid of those yep. two fate points from your docket there. And since you didn't get success with style, here's the information that mm-hmm. you glean from this. Uh, Boke is helping with anything that people ask them to help with. Uh, they are also very keenly observing all of the preparations that are going in to all of this. It's not someone who's sort of just mindlessly stacking stones mm-hmm. in front of them. There is an air that you gather of someone who is actively taking in information while this is happening. Yeah. Um, to what end? You're not sure. Um, but Boke is definitely like absorbing the situation as well as doing the work. Very good. I, I'm very, I like that a lot. Yeah. And I think actually, I think I'm going to, uh, ask for a self um uh what's the word self compel yeah compel a self compel uh-huh. of hubris is my downfall or perhaps even sure. fight until i fall to basically say you know i'm not getting medical attention right like i'm like it is because mm-hmm. i am simply like well i'm hurt but there's a fight to be had and i don't have time to go get taken care of so like the fact that i have not cleared that cleared my uh my my track of i can outlast you i think is a is a compel in and of itself right like the idea that that i yeah. am i am going into this fight not at a hundred percent specifically because i am sort of t- so kind of amused by this all unfolding and i'm just like well it's there's a, this is a fight like i i have not turned off i'm in fight mode and it's going to mm-hmm. hinder me in the actual in the actual climax that is about to happen. Oh yeah, that's a bad idea. So, okay, cool. Um so we have 
we have Leaf's uh, mm-hmm. preparations as Yarrow. So there is a massive deadfall. There's an overly flooded valley that is not supposed mm-hmm. to be flooded, um, even by any projections from this rainfall. Uh, there is uh, a firewall. It's it's literally like a line of hay bales that have like wet straw on top, but they're dry on the inside and treated with oil so they can just go up. Oh, and yeah, there are there are trenches and burrows, which are, you know, they have dug. They know the right places to dig. Um, they know the right places to to navigate like they know they all both both to sort of protect each other and also to kind of force the Petruvian forces into certain places. Uh, and then they're also kind of uh, I think this is the one thing that Sigrun was able to contribute to. There are. Not quite catapults, not quite uh, like rock, like pea shooters, a little bit larger than a, than, a, than, a, than a traditional slingshot and a little bit smaller than a catapult. But there are, you know, things that will fire or that will that will send a rock hurtling through the air uh, if we need them to sort of just like force people back or at least force people towards the towards the firewall, towards the trenches, towards the burrows to kind of keep them to sort of at least sort of give the illusion that we have artillery to sort of move them where we need them to be moved. So how do we want to, how do we want to play out sort of the big picture battle so we can kind of get into fighting one very large, nasty uh, opponent? Okay. So this, because this is a co GMing situation, I am, I'm going to pull back the curtain on something that you as a player as a char- your character would yeah. would not know until the last moment. Um, Boke has been paid off by the Petruvians. Um, all of that observation that they're doing um, right before this battle comes, they are going to do a couple of things. They're going to activate their rune and basically try and mm-hmm. neutralize as many of these advantages as they possibly can. And then as the Petruvian army advances and they sort of begin rolling over these things that should have mm-hmm. slowed them down, Boke is going to approach uh, Ivar and say, hey, this looks hopeless. We can just mm. leave. And because mechanically a big battle of Holdfast v. Petruvia mm-hmm. is a lot, I think that a fight directly between Ivar and Boke would be much more interesting. I love that. That's so good. So, yeah. So what that looks like is, you know, moments before the battle, right? Everything slows down. We kind of go a little bit into bullet time. And I think maybe the battle unfolds and we just get kind of like snapshots of you sabotaging things. And so the firewall doesn't work quite right. The the burrows kind of flood a little bit. Like that water kind of is, is flood it goes into the burrows and we're kind of forced out of there. And we're 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 back, right? We're our back is against the wall. The Petruvians are upon sort of the outer the outer uh limits of Jotunheim and they are they are upon us. And yeah. We uh, what is where 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 does that confrontation unfold? So real quick, I'm just looking at my stunts because it's going to be important here. Um, to yeah, this is good. Um, 
so yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I've had time to recover that initial box of runic power that I spent. So I'm going to, uh, end up marking two boxes. And at one point in time, this is just to sort of justify the sabotage actually going off without a roll. Um, so I'm using runic boost, which means that for an exchange, I get to function at epic scale, uh, which is a step above giant. Um, so I spend a fate point to do that. And that's how I can get to all of these so quickly mm-hmm. and, and disable them so fast. Um, and then I also have better to burn out. So I get a plus two to overcome rolls mm-hmm. when I use my runic approach. So I've just been channeling all of this power yep. into the entire thing. So my, I'll answer your question with a question. Where would uh, Ivar be standing to... Um watch the this this oncoming force uh i think probably not far from probably like not far from the front line or from where like the the the, the army is is going to arrive like where we've court sort of directed them to arrive mm-hmm. so i think i'm probably out on like a small boulder outcropping like on one knee just watching and like I've I've kind of mapped it out in my head. This is very much me in the hunt. Like we see this unfolding. We see me like hunting these things before. I take the spot. I map it out, and I play out all the visuals in my head. Right? Like we like I play it out, and I'm like, okay. So the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to come up this way, and then the water's going to catch them. And I watch. I see the first soldiers come up, and the water goes down into one of the burrows, and I'm like, no. No, that's not. And like piece by piece, I watch our defenses crumble. I watch the slingshots. I watch. I look over just in time to see them pull back one of the slingshots and it breaks. And mm-hmm. I zoom and we zoom in a little bit and I see those uh, those tethers like give. And I'm like, that's not. OK, OK, no, 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 no. And I watch like our defenses start to crumble as they as they advance. And as the. The last thing I think to uh, to sort of give away is is the firewall, mm-hmm. right? That was like the last sort of major line of defense. And there's a few flickering weak flames here and there, but not this massive wall that should block a legion. And as they begin just sort of walking past it, you hear Boke behind you. So that didn't turn out the way it was supposed to for you, did it? No. Well, if, if you turn if you turn and look at them, they're sort of fiddling with something in their left hand, and you can see that it's uh, a, a silver coin, right? It's a it's a Petruvian dinar. <laughs> you do not. Cease to surprise me. I'm going to give you a chance to surprise me. We can just get out of here. My job's done. This place is done. We could just leave. There's nothing personal. I didn't know you before the ride over. No. No, you certainly didn't, because if you did, 
you just slit my throat back there on the cart when you had the chance. Because, you see, if you had heard stories about me, you'd have known that it would have taken an entire Petruvian Legion to make me stand down from a fight. And that's only, only after, well, I've already been beaten three or four times. And I, I stand up begrudgingly, right? Like I'm shaking out my knee and as I'm saying this and I'm just, you see, you don't slay a dragon by charging it head on. You don't slay it by out tricking it. You slay it by, well, getting the piss beaten out of you and getting back up. It's about, it's about the only way to win. <laughs> So nah, there's one more. There's one more way. Yeah, be faster than everyone around you, and both strikes. <laughs> and uh, I think as that, as you go to do that, I'm actually going to, uh, I'm going to. Not that it's going to to matter, but I want to invoke it anyway because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I want to invoke. Um, as you say, there's one way I in, I'm going to invoke. You have to get past me first. You are not mm-hmm. you are not leaving this space and engaging anyone else like I am. I, I am saying this is this is not anyone else's fight. I like and I that. think it actually also um, applies. I think it also applies to anyone trying to fight you. It is mm-hmm. it is you're either going to kill me if you want if any if anyone wants to kill Boke other than me, they have to kill me first. And if you want to try and leave or attack anyone else, you have to kill me first. Like this is between um, the two of us. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, also, as a as a note mechanically, um, to do that epic scale mm-hmm. thing, I also had to mark uh, my rune burned, which is going to be important here. Uh, so let me just note that down. Uh, and as I said, um, Boke strikes and they have, um, cause of course they do, they have a, a knife and, um, they lunge at you faster than you can almost see. Uh, this is a new scene. So I'm marking my last available box of runic power. Uh, so for the rest of the scene, uh, I can uh, function at heroic scale. So they dart at you um, with this knife. Uh, haste, obviously, to try and inflict stress. Uh, with what approach are you defending? Uh, I'm going to defend with uh, with force. I'm going to defend with just kind of like, you know, bearing my chest, like bearing the chest, bearing the sort of cracked and broken dragon scale shield and just like take it and 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 sort of, you know, I, I think as arrogant as as he is, he's not Ivar's not lying when he says that the way to survive a fight like this is to kind of just take the blow and get back up. So I sure. think it's going to be it's going to be force for me of just like just you're um, you're going to hit me and I'm going to get back up. Which might even be focused, but they're the same amount. So sure, uh, I'm gonna roll my unpredictable die first, mm-hmm. so I know what scale I'm operating at. That's a blank, so it functions as normal. Uh, and now we have my attack. Oh, cripe! Uh, 
That is a bad roll. Uh, so that is a net of plus one uh, okay. with an additional one because of the difference in scale. Okay. So two shifts coming at you. All right. I've got uh, also two shifts. I rolled a flat wash and I am going to invoke. I am I'm going to invoke that uh, that uh, I'm going to invoke Slayer of Great Beasts as as I was just saying and say like. No, this is this is what I do. And you come at me and you you lay me out and I just kind of like you lay me out, you slash into the shirt and I just kind of like stand up and I say, OK. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to invoke you don't know me to okay. roll because I rolled badly. <laughs> that puts me at a total of four. OK, so you're at a total of four. Um, I now have a i've got a three um and i'm gonna i'm gonna let that stand as Mm -hmm. you as you narrated yeah Um, so you you slash into me and i stumble back and for a moment like there's that moment of like did i just do it was it that easy and i just kind of climb up (laughs) that was good that was pretty good that was admittedly you're, you're, you're quick give me that Huh. All right, then. Try again, or is it my turn? <laughs> um, Boke is going to try again. Boke is not, <laughs> is not used to being frustrated like this, and the, mm-hmm. two of you are, the two of us are just sort of squaring off and, like, inching around this, uh, this sort of um, fighting ring, mm-hmm. right, that has been yeah. sort of established. Uh, so the rune this time only functions at human scale, but I gain a fate point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll note that down and we'll roll my haste again. That's better. That's five. I'm actually going to be rolling flare on this because I think that it part of it is me putting up the show of like, you know, I can tell you're frustrated and I'm half enjoying it and half knowing that you're that you're out of your element a little bit. Good, 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 good. That is also a five. Crap. Um, uh, I am going to invoke uh, my woodbound ruined of Ahwaz. Mm-hmm. And my trouble of there's no one I can count on but myself. Okay. Uh, to take that to four shifts coming at you. Okay. Now, uh, remind me of stress boxes in uh, Iron Edda. Are they all plus one or do they have numbers associated? No, they're all just they're all just one, just like they okay. accelerated. Got um, it. So if 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 you hit, get hit with four shifts, you're marking four boxes. Then I am going to. Uh, I'm going to invoke dragon scale shirt uh-huh. and uh, take two and take two boxes. No, you know what? No, I actually, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to take four boxes. Okay. That's a, that's a very shield bearer thing yep. to do. I think it is every bit like it is every bit sticking true to my word. And just you, 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 you know, I crumble and I tumble down the hill a little bit. And like, it's gross looking like it looks like I am crushed until, you know, pounding in the dirt. and just, oh, wow. Oh, 
goodness. And I just let all I let you get out is goodness. And then I jump down the hill and go again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, GM wise, because you would know this if, if, if you were running, Mm -hmm. um, Boke is planning on taking this up to the point that it becomes obvious that they can't keep this up against Ivar. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there will come a tipping point. Uh, it may come after the first time that you would be taken out and you instead, Mark, I can yep. outlast you. Like when it, what looks like a killing blow and you just stand up. Yep. So, um, that's where where narratively, yeah. um, th- that'll be the turning point of, of of this conflict. I think. Yep, and I think I'm still rolling um, flair on this because I am still just like I'm putting on the show, right? Like this is okay. this is me. This is me getting in your head so that you so that you think like to get you to that point where you're like, I don't think I can kill this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled uh, a minus on my unpredictable again. So that's another fate point, and. Oh, good lord! That's three minuses on the die, on the dice. That's a plus uh, one on mine, so that's going to be a four. I've got four. I got a four defense coming at you. Yeah, um, I am going to um, invoke swift a foot long of life, mm-hmm. and I'm going to reroll because right. minus three is bad. That's only minus one. That's still only a two. Um, so this time I think my blade just glances completely off mm-hmm. the shirt. Like I just know that I didn't get any purchase mm-hmm. on that one. Uh, and you actually have a boost yep. from that because you succeeded uh, so well. So, um, Oh, let's just call it relentless or something yeah. like that. Um, and uh, I'm I'm gonna take this one more time because yep. you're obviously not attacking back. No, yet. no, no. I'm letting you. I'm, and that's 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 almost my offense, right? It's just kind of mm-hmm. showing you like that I'm not bluffing when I when I tell you I can get up from a dragon from like a tail swipe from a dragon or from a you know from a giant's from a from a, a giant's punch to the jaw. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's probably a fun bit of backstory. I probably learned this from tussling with giants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm actually going to try something real quick because, because Boke is relatively certain they've only got one way that they might be able to end this. Um, so when rune burned is marked, which I did yep. during the sabotage, um, I have to write an aspect that reflects sort of how the rune uh, has affected mm-hmm. me. And um, I think that the the aspect is something like um, mind moving as fast yep. as body. Where like, I can't slow down my mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, and the way to recover that condition is just to roll and overcome versus a difficulty Mm -hmm. of six. Um, and I think I want to take a moment in this exchange we're in this conflict we have and try and think through this and get my thoughts to slow down so I can consider what I'm doing more effectively. That's the narrative framing of that. Does that work for you? Yeah, that works great. Okay, so I'm going to roll my intellect because it's all mental. 
Um, and I have to beat a six, which is a lot because <laughs> I'm only rolling at plus two. So let's see what we start with here. Okay. So I only got the two total. Um, and what would be an appropriate cost for this? If I were to succeed at a major cost, uh, a, an appropriate cost, I might say, um, you will say just narratively that you keep attacking mm-hmm. and like, that like you fall that like you're thinking so fast that you're not thinking about the fact that like I keep getting up and that frustration is just seeping in deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. So what I might say is you are at like and we can decide what that disadvantage like what how we want to mechanically play that disadvantage out. But you are at a real disadvantage because I've let you kind of I've let you kind of get into the spot where I can just get that one massive swing in of the bone axe to like, be like, all right, my turn now. Like you're, 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 sure. you're past the point of exasperation where you're flailing to the point where I get that one great shot. in. Okay. So, um, let's reflect that by marking my in peril condition. Okay. Uh, and, and exasperated will be the aspect yeah. that, that goes along with that. Um, so, but because this wasn't marked because of an exchange, you won't get a fate point. Right on it. Um, but I'm now exasperated. I don't have that resource available to me. Um, rune burned is available now and I am about to take my last ditch effort. But like you said, I am set up for a strike. Yeah. So what do you do? Uh, I think that like, I kind of let you sort of get your kind of let you kind of like you flail out and I step back and I just like hold the ax and I just raise it and I go, all right, my turn. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to use uh, my focus aspect on this and I'm preemptively mm-hmm. whether I use them to re-roll or a plus two. I'm not sure yet, but I am just going to put all of my fate points into this, this one. This sure. is, this is, this is everything. Let's see how we do. That's a minus one. Um, that's still a six, seven, eight. So that'll be a seven i think i'll go with i think i'm gonna go with using them all as plus two and take the seven as opposed to trying to roll the dice and get something higher okay uh i rolled a total of one which means that's six shifts coming at me uh so i am just going to take the Mm -hmm. hit and mark my doomed condition Mm -hmm. um so the aspect I'm going to write uh, in there is uh, what, how brutal is this blow? Like I'm, I, I marked doomed. Like physically I took this mm-hmm. hit. How bad is it? It's pretty bad. I think it is um, like limb loss bad. I think it's, a, I think it's, I think it's limb loss bad. Okay. I think it is uh, specifically like, it is, it is absolutely, I think you're, I think half of one of your legs is gone. Like right, right at the knee. Okay. Well, I think that would narratively, that would hamper anything that this character wants to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Let's go. Could it be more? Could it be a little more poetic and have the left hand that still had the Petruvian yep, dinar in it? I love that. Okay. Yeah, the hand just comes off, and I kind of just start twirling the axe in my hand, and I'm like, "You can pick up the silver if you want. I don't mind if I don't uh, mind if you keep the silver. The silver is the silver is yours." You say that, and Boke just the first real emotion that he's shown or that they've shown, like flashes across their face and it's just rage. Uh, so I am spending a fate point and I am marking rune burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oh, and let's see. Um, yep. So I, I'm using runic boost. I can spend a fate point mark root burned to function at epic scale for an exchange. So my my rune is still unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So what that means is if I roll the minus, it'll take it down to giant. If I roll the plus, it takes it up to godlike. Which is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I rolled it even, so I'm still functioning at epic scale. So this is um, one, two, three. Yeah, three steps above... Uh, human scale, which is what you're mm-hmm. fighting at. I'm going to use haste, so that is a total of uh, plus six right. on this roll. Uh, and that's that's what I'm going with. And I have a total of five. Uh, I got plus one, so that on top of my we'll call this force because I don't think mm-hmm. that I, I don't think I'm continue. I don't think I'm in a position to continue the mind games. So we'll call this force mm-hmm. of just like taking the hit, which will put me at uh, that will put me at three, which will fill up my stress boxes, which means that I will mark uh, one of my uh, I can outlast you. So one of mm-hmm. my conditions permanently goes or one of my stress boxes permanently goes away. You take me down or describe to me what it looks. Describe to me what it looks like. What Boke what Boke so, experiences. Yeah. So the the air around Boke shimmers and shakes even more and almost faster than you can see, Boke is right next to you and their knife is in your chest. And like they are heaving (sighs) and they lower you down to the ground. And as they pull the knife out, what do you do? I am perfectly still for a moment, just long enough for you to think that it's over. And then it's just like I spit blood up and I I, I, I just like spit blood up and I like half convulse and I sit up. <coughs> here I thought this here I thought the sand was the worst thing going in my chest today. Oh, <laughs> I'm like wobbling as I like clamor to my feet and I'm like shaking it out and like I wipe the blood with my hand and I just oh oh Oh. you ever been stabbed it sucks (laughs) Boke is just standing there sort of dumbfounded and I, 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 I drop it right like this is the moment when I drop it I just say, do you want to know the first time 
I thought I was going to die on a battlefield. And I looked down at the shirt. Mm-hmm. You ever been engulfed in flame? You think st- you think stabbing sucks and oh, it really really does. You think stabbing sucks. Fire everywhere. You can't breathe. It's just it's fire and smoke and but I got up. Cuz frankly, and I look around, I look at the bones. The people that trained me would mm-hmm. not have been happy had I laid down at that moment. The people that I tussled with, that I wrestled with, would not have been happy had I not gotten up. So I kept, so I got up. Got out of there lucky enough. Do you want to do you want to guess a number? Do you want to just pick a number out of a hat? Honestly, I couldn't even tell you if you're right cuz I've started to lose count. So, we could keep going. We could certainly continue to do this. Or I could go take care of some of those Petruvians and we just never see each other again, Boke. My friend. We maybe we just don't cross paths anymore and if we do, maybe I take your other hand. Maybe I take a lot more from you. You tell me how this goes. Cuz and I look at the the wound and I kind of like I I shift the bandages that are already there to sort of haphazardly cover the uh cover the uh the wound cuz mm-hmm. I got all day. I think that Boke wipes the blade of their knife off on the ground. She is it reaches up to their neck where there's that leather thong that makes their rune sort mm-hmm. of look like a necklace and they pull it off and sort of look down at the piece of leather in their right hand and look at the stump where their left hand was and sort of hold the piece of leather out to you and hold out their ruined arm. Like I can't tie this myself. And I, I, I go and I tie it. I like, I walk up and I'm like, it would be a lot easier if you were maybe a little bit lower. Like if you were on one knee, it would make it a lot easier for me. You understand. At that, Boke just turns around and walks away. And as you sort of watch them go, they pass by um, like a, a, a brazier where the where people have like flaming arrows and stuff set up. And you just watch them cauterize the stump in the fire. And they, I mean, they scream like it's not, they're not that stoic. This is not that badass moment, right? Like they're effectively conceding this conflict is what's happening. And they're just leaving on their own terms, but they do that. And they stand there holding their left arm and just sort of breathing for, a lot of moments. And then you hear a Petruvian horn sound as the battle sort of begins like in earnest down below. And you glance down the hill to see the oncoming Petruvian forces. And when you glance back, Boke is just gone. And I think, uh, I think that we cut, right? Like, I think that we zoom in and we cut to, uh, not the battle, 
not the not not where Leaf is though. I I, I am curious as to where as I mean certainly Leaf is sort of on you know dealing with this gathering forces and we see this sort of battle. We see Leaf leading mm-hmm. these people into battle. We cut to a cave and we cut to the sound of like drilling and scraping and chiseling as we as Ivar and we and we see Ivar standing behind like Sigrun who's deep at work and has already started to like and as she's working uh chunks of like stone and, and are starting to jut out of her skin as the pact is starting to work and she's like but she is completely in her element right she is bliss she is just blissful as slowly you know and it's it, it will be a process that will take years but like she's already started to change into a giant and she's just chiseling away she's like mm-hmm. okay if i put a mirror here it'll reflect it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be so nice and 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 she does and she does not see uh Ivar walk past and goes to the the giant at the bottom of this cave and says old friend i've come back i've come home we need help And I think that might be the closing note. The no closing note here. I think it definitely is. Uh, and I will. I will say this: if we do a third session of this, I'm rolling a bone bonded, and I know. And and I know who they're bound to. Good, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm, I that was that was good. I definitely do want to do it now. I got now. We got to do a third part. Good. Yeah. I gotta see how this plays out. That that's so fun. I always like. I like the. I like this so much. Thank you so much, Tracy. This was a blast. Thank you, Jeff. I'm really, I'm really glad to have the opportunity to do this. Um, it's, I like the idea of looking at the same situation from mm-hmm. different perspectives and doing like this uh, montage of shorts, essentially mm-hmm. to tell one whole story. I love it. It's so cool. Well, thank you for doing the show. Real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on my website, uh, which is uh, at the other Tracy or the other Tracy.com. That's T R A C Y. No E. Uh, you can find my podcast, uh, which is the other cast. You can see that on iTunes. If you want just another blank page and not the actual play that we also do, which we are currently playing a heavily modified version of Waterdeep dragon heist. And the campaign is called Waterdeep for a few dragons more. Love it. Thank you. Um, you can find all of it together in the main other cast feed, or you can just look for another blank page on iTunes. It has its own separate feed. Uh, I'm going to break out the dragon heist game and do its own sometime. I just have to take the time to do mm-hmm. it. Um, look for the small games anthology paper arcade, uh, volume one, all the small games, uh, all four of them focus on card based mechanics. Uh, that should be kickstarting in July. And if you are going to be at uh, Origins, uh, which I believe at the time of posting of this, it'll be real close. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can come uh, see me here in Columbus and play some games or talk uh, Iron Edda or podcasting or whatever, you know, whatever you'd like. Uh, And then lastly, I also uh, sell all my stuff uh, on DriveThruRPG under Exploding Rogue or on my Itch.io page at the other Tracy or itch.io slash the other Tracy. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This is, this is, God, it was so cool and I love it so much. And uh, for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it, future me.
Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Tracy for coming on to the show. That game was outstanding. Loved it. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all of Tracy's work. I, Like I said on the show many times, I can't recommend it enough. I am a big fan. And also be sure to follow Tracy on Twitter at TheOtherTracy. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Party of One Discord. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout-out, or a word-of-mouth recommendation to a friend. Or consider backing me on Patreon at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. The Patreon helps support all sorts of cool things like live shows, including the one this Saturday, July 20th at 5.30pm at Tattooed Moms as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, which I hope you'll make it out to. Check the Facebook event in the show notes, RSVP, and and I hope to see you there on Saturday. It's going to be a great show. Speaking of great shows, have you listened to All My Fantasy Children? I love this podcast. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by listener prompts. Every week, my best friend Eric Catano says, and I take a listener prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday at allmyfantasychildren.com. Party of One is, as always, produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates or about coming onto the show as a guest, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that is it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. (laughs) 